0: It's May thirty first, 2016, and 43-year-old Amy Allwine is approached by the FBI at her family's home in Cottage Grove, Minnesota, with terrifying news. Someone has placed a hit on her through the dark web. The dark web is a hidden layer of the internet that can only be accessed through a special browser like the Onion Router, also known as Tor. The dark web provides users with total anonymity, and has therefore become a playground for all kinds of black market fuckery, like illegal content, drugs, weapons, identity theft, snuff films, human trafficking, and even murder for hire. Among these dark web sites lies Besa Mafia, an Albanian hitman service. The front page reads, If you want to kill someone, or beat the shit out of him, we are the right guys. We have professional hitmen available through the entire USA, Canada, and Europe, and you can hire a contract killer easily. We don't ask for your name. We don't want to know who you are or where you live. Basa Mafia does not need your credit card or bank account. You pay by Bitcoin to escrow, and money is held in escrow until the job is completed. Give us the target name and details, and our nearest member to your target will get the job done." Fortunately, Basa Mafia was hacked, and the hit list was leaked online, along with details of the hit orders. Eventually, law enforcement got hold of this information. Among the requests were things like I have a very strong motive to kill my daughter. Do you know where I can hire someone to rape another person? Can you pour acid on my target? Can you catch my ex and deliver her to me so I can torture her? Can you kill my wife's lover and sell the organs for a discounted rate? It turns out, Basa Mafia was. Just an elaborate Bitcoin scam. The admins of the site charged people for services they never had the intention of carrying out. But the customers thought it was real. The money they paid with the intention of having someone killed was real. And somehow, Amy Allwine ended up on that list. Although Besa Mafia was a scam, someone out there, Wants Amy dead. Someone with the username Dog Day God. This person sought out Besa Mafia's services on Valentine's Day of 2016. How romantic. I am looking to hire you for a hit. This bitch has torn my family apart by sleeping with my husband and is stealing clients from my business. The target will be traveling out of town. What is the price in Bitcoin for HIT and ideally making it look like an accident? Dog Day God wrote to Base Mafia, also providing information on and photos of the target. Amy Allwine. Dog Day God paid Base Mafia over $12,000 in Bitcoin for the HIT and offered up ideas like a car crash, or confining Amy in her home and setting it ablaze. But why Amy Allwine? She's the last person anyone would expect to end up on a dark web hit list. She's not the home-wrecking, client-poaching bitch Dog Day God claims she is. She has no enemies that she's aware of. Amy Allwine is warmly regarded by those who know her, literally described as a bringer of boundless joy. She's a devoted mother, wife, dog mom, business owner, and churchgoer. Her love of dogs inspired her to start her own dog training business on the 28-acre property of her family's home in Cottage Grove. Her customers, the humans and the dogs, adore her. She's an esteemed member of the United Church of God, along with her 44-year-old husband, Stephen Allwine, who occasionally gives sermons and provides marriage counseling to other couples in the church. Stephen works from home as an IT tech. The pair met freshman year at a Christian university and fell in love. Fresh out of college, they got married and eventually adopted a baby boy. Now 20 years married with a 9-year-old son and a couple dogs, the Allwines are leading a devout family life. Shocked and terrified, the Allwines purchase a handgun to keep under their bed and install motion-activated security cameras around the house. A slight sense of comfort is restored, and life carries on. Until, a couple months later, In late July, when the emails start. Emails like this one. Amy, I still blame you for my life falling apart. I do not know how a fat bitch like you got to my husband, but because of you he left, and my life has become shit. I am sending you this email because it looks like you already know about me. I see that you have put up a security system now. And I've been informed by people on the internet that the police were snooping around my earlier emails. I've been assured that the emails are untraceable and that they will not find me. But I cannot attack you directly with them watching. Here is what is going to happen. Since I cannot get to you, I will come after everything else that you love. I know about your son, your husband, and your business. But thanks to the internet, www.radaris.com, I see you have a mother and a father in Woodbury, a brother in St. Paul, and a sister in Yardley. I've been busy researching topics on the internet, and i found that if you inject water into the brake line, you will cause them to fail. What would happen if the brakes on the truck failed when your husband was hauling a heavy load? I found how to blow up a gas meter and make it look like an accident. I know that the meters on your house and on your business are on the east side, and the meter on your parents' house is on the south side. I am still watching you and your family. While I did not see your son this week, I saw last Friday he was wearing a bright pink shirt. I see that you moved the RV. Here's how you can save your family. Commit suicide. If you do not, then you will slowly see things taken away from you. And each time, you will know that you could have stopped it, which will eat you apart from the inside. By the time I am done, you will want to end it anyway. So why not do it now and save them? The best ways to do it are Gunshot to the head Cyanide Gunshot to the chest. Explosives. Hit by a train. Jump from a height. Hanging. Household toxins like antifreeze, ammonia, or bleach. Inhaling gas. And slitting wrist or throat. Remember, if you do not get it right the first time, then you will likely be committed for mental health issues and you will lose your business and possibly your family. So I would pick a reliable method. Unless you are a heartless, selfish bitch, then I expect to see your obituary in the paper in the next couple weeks. Amy knows in her heart that she hasn't even done the things she's being accused of in the emails. The only explanation she can think of is that this person must be mistaken. They must have the wrong Amy Allwine. Regardless, this person is dead set on ending Amy's life. One way or another. Horrified, Amy calls the FBI agent that warned her about the Basa Mafia hit. She passes along the emails, but unfortunately... Nothing can be done to track down the sender. All Amy can do is ruminate and hope the taunting stops. Seasons pass and winter inches closer. The emails stop, but the fear for her life and her loved ones lingers. The stress manifests physically causing agonizing migraines that frequently leave Amy bedridden. Which is why, on the evening of November 13th, 2016, she stays home while Stephen picks up their son from a visit at his grandparents' and takes him out for dinner. Upon returning home, their nine-year-old son is the first to stumble upon a harrowing scene. Why is she sleeping on the floor? He asks his dad. She's probably dead, Stephen tells him, as he picks up the phone to call 911. The operator picks up and asks the standard, 911, what's your emergency? I think my wife shot herself. There's blood all over. Stephen responds, in a calm tone. Overhearing the call, their son asks, Shot herself with a gun? It looks like it, Stephen tells his son. Police arrive at the Cottage Grove home within minutes. Immediately, they notice the smell of pumpkin in the air. It appears Amy had been roasting. A peculiar thing to do right before committing suicide. On the floor of the couple's bedroom, police find Amy Allwine Surrounded by blood. In her right ear is a single gunshot wound, and near her left hand is the handgun the couple had purchased for protection after they were informed of the hit. Amy was right-handed. Investigators quickly grow suspicious that this was a homicide staged to look like a suicide. And luminol testing confirms that suspicion when the house lights up in blue, revealing the presence of bloody footprints that had been cleaned up. One cannot clean up after their own suicide. This is a crime scene. The security cameras are of no help, as they show nobody but the Allwine family entering and leaving the home that day. However, there is a huge blind spot, as the backdoor camera was not set to record. Stephen explained that the dogs would be setting it off constantly, since they used the back door to go outside. So it was only set up for live viewing. The medical examiner performs an autopsy and places the time of death at around 4 hours before police arrived on scene. No gunshot residue is found on Amy Allwine's hands, and in her system is 45 times the recommended dose of a drug called scopolamine. Scopolamine is an anti-nausea drug that can render a person extremely confused, docile, submissive, unconscious, or even dead in higher doses. It's referred to as the devil's breath in Colombia. When it's not being used as a pharmaceutical medicine, it's commonly used as a date rape drug or an aid in robberies. A search of Amy's phone reveals confusion in her final hours, likely due to the scopolamine. In her search history was the Wikipedia page for Vertigo, followed by a quick succession of searches for D-U-Y-E-Y-E and D-I-Y-V-W-H-H. The evidence is stacking up, making one thing clear to investigators. Amy Allwine was murdered, and their only lead is Dog Day God the username of the person who placed a hit on Amy through the dark web earlier that year. It seems the Basa Mafia scam didn't stop them from finding a way to end Amy's life. Investigators simply look up Dog Day God on a dark web search engine which pulls up results from a site called the Dream Market, where all kinds of drugs are sold. And guess what? Someone with the username Dogdaygod was inquiring about on the Dream Market. Scopolamine. Back at the Allwine home, investigators spend three days searching for evidence, and they find something in the basement that stands out to them: sixty-six different electronic devices, like computers, laptops. Phones, monitors, and external drives. To be fair, the basement is where Stephen keeps his home office, and he does do IT work. But 66 is a lot. And found on one of Stephen's laptops is something shocking. Something nobody expected from the well-respected church elder. Stephen was using Ashley Madison. A dating service for cheaters. Life is short. Have an affair, is the site's motto. He learned about the site through a client in the marriage counseling he provides at the church. Stephen had been having affairs with at least three women. When questioned by police, Stephen admitted his infidelity and said... We believe that marriage is a covenant not just between a man and a woman, but with God as well. And so, unless, you know, you can break that covenant, then we don't divorce. A divorce would mean losing his standing in the church. So somehow, Stephen had reasoned with himself that it was better to cheat and stay married than to get divorced. This makes Stephen Allwine look suspicious as a potential suspect. Maybe he went so far as to believe murder was a better option than divorce. However, cheating doesn't necessarily point to murder. But the gunshot residue they find on his right hand might. And the bloody size 12 footprints someone had attempted to clean up throughout the house the same size as Stephen's. And the timeline, placing Stephen and Amy alone at the home around her time of death. And apps to access the dark web, found on his phone and laptop. And multiple Bitcoin purchase confirmation codes in his texts. And his laptop search history, revealing he had recently checked up on Amy's $700,000 life insurance policy, in which he was the beneficiary. And that he browsed Amy's photos on Facebook and saved a photo of her the day before Besa Mafia received the same photo, from Dog Day God. And that he visited radaris.com to look up the addresses of Amy's family members the same day Amy received the threatening email that mentioned radaris, and the locations of her loved ones. And the smoking gun, a 34-digit Bitcoin code saved in the Notes app on his phone, which matches a code Dog Day God used to pay Basa Mafia for the hit on Amy Allwine. He thought he had deleted the note, but when he backed up his phone to his laptop, the deleted file was stored there. Stephen Allwine is Dog Day God. When questioned about this, Stephen claims he must have been hacked, adding, One of the things I always tell people is to update your passwords, and unfortunately, I didn't follow my own advice. But Stephen used 24 different passwords on his devices. In an interview with Fox 9, he says, When you look at all the scientific evidence, When you look at all the hard, physical evidence, I couldn't have done it. If you know me as an individual, I couldn't have done it. But the true story is clear. Stephen Allwine wanted to get out of his marriage and stay connected with the church. The best way in his mind? Become the innocent grieving widow, and eventually move on with the blessing of the church. He first attempted to order a hit on his innocent wife on the dark web. He paid Besa Mafia the first sum of Bitcoin on his birthday, then went to see one of the women he was having an affair with that same day. When the Besa Mafia hit fell through, he sent Amy emails, projecting his own infidelity onto her, threatening to harm her loved ones, including himself and their son. and encouraging her to kill herself. And when that didn't work, he took matters into his own hands. He drugged Amy with scopolamine, possibly in hopes of causing an overdose or rendering her immobile. Then he shot her in the head and staged the scene to look like a suicide. And to top off his truly evil deed, he had their nine-year-old son, find the body. Stephen Allwine's trial begins in late January of 2018 and carries on for a week. The courtroom fills with Amy's loved ones that came to support her. Of this, even Stephen's defense attorney, Kevin DeVore, said, It was very supportive for the entire thing. It goes beyond the love that one might expect. On the final day, February 2, 2018, the jury deliberates for eight hours and comes back with a verdict. Guilty of first-degree, premeditated murder. Stephen decides to say a few words before his sentencing. I didn't hurt Amy. I loved her so much. The grief of losing her is tremendous. Judge B. William Ekstrom says, You are an incredible actor, a hypocrite, and a cold and calculated killer, and sentences Stephen Alwine to life in prison without the chance of parole. A victim statement written by Amy's son is read out at the sentencing by Amy's sister My mom was a good mom. I will always love her and remember her. To this day, Stephen maintains his innocence and claims someone planted evidence on his devices to frame him for Amy's murder. Stephen continues to preach the word of God in prison, conducting Bible studies for his fellow inmates. Mark Lanterman, the computer forensics expert who worked on the case, said, It's my understanding Mr. Allwine is an IT guy by profession, and we have egos. And I think Mr. Allwine thought he was smarter than everyone else. And fortunately for justice, that wasn't true. By all accounts, Amy Allwine is fondly remembered. The inscription on her headstone reads, Beloved by people and dogs. Jane Sharp, a close friend of Amy's, said, When she talked about her son, her face changed from happy to happier. Always thinking of others, Amy was the salt of the earth. You could look into her eyes and just see good.